0: Hi friends, welcome back to the Intuitive Vibrance Podcast. This week, I have a question for each of you. And my question is, is it time for you to rewrite your story? Is it time for you to update your narrative? What do I mean by that? What is the story that you tell yourself over and over again, on a loop, in your mind, or... What are the feelings that you hold about yourself and your story, your own personal story, in your heart that might be outdated? You may have created this story, or this story may have come from your past experiences and what existed in the past. But as we all know, as we move through our lives, we change, we grow, we evolve. And a lot of times what was true for us 10, 15, 20 years ago, maybe even only one year ago, is not true for us now. So my question for you is, what are you telling yourself that's no longer true? And how can you rewrite your story and create a new narrative for yourself that really really reflects the truth of who you are, how much you've grown, the way that your life really is now, and um, that's really a representation, an accurate representation of your life currently. So a lot of the time, um, my inspiration for podcast episodes come from my client work, things that come up for my clients in their sessions, and then sometimes it comes from things that are happening in my own life. And I feel like today's episode is kind of a combination of both. So I want to start out with a little story about my own personal life. About, I would say, I don't know, eight, ten years ago, I was getting a facial. Here in Honolulu, I had gotten a facial or won a facial through some kind of auction. And I went in for my facial, and the esthetician was asking me about my skin, asking me about my, you know, skin concerns and what I'd like to focus on. And I said, well, you know, my skin is acneic, so I guess that would be my concern, And she paused, and she looked at me, and she was like, sis, you do not have acneic skin. And then she asked me, did you used to have acne? And I said, yeah, I had acne as a teenager and well into my 20s. I said I had really bad acne, actually, and it really affected my self-esteem. And it kind of plagued me. Like every single day, I'd wake up every single morning and feel my face and check my skin to see if I had gotten, you know, new pimples, new eruptions overnight, or to see maybe if my skin had like magically cleared up. Um, so it really it was like this huge part of my life, um, a very stressful part of my life for a very long time in my very formative years. And so she asked me, "Did you know? Did you used to have acne?" And I said, "Yes." And she's like, "Well." She's like, girl, I think it's time to rewrite your story. She said, you have beautiful skin. You do not have acneic skin. And I was like, oh, I guess you're right. Okay. And, you know, that really struck me. And I think about that experience often because I did have really beautiful skin. When I I went in for that facial, I had clear, gorgeous, glowing, beautiful skin. And one of the reasons why is because in my late 20s, I ended up going to school to become an esthetician. And even before that, I had figured out how to heal my acne, how to heal my own skin through dietary changes, through lifestyle changes, um, using traditional Chinese medicine and acupuncture, Chinese herbs, taking supplements, and then really avoiding the foods that I was allergic to that were creating you know, a very unhappy gut and an unhappy liver, and that was leading to my skin issues. So by that point in my life, you know, after having learned how to heal my skin and then becoming an esthetician, and then, you know, my skin got really, really good because I knew exactly what to do for it. And then age, too. I eventually, you know, really grew out of acne, But because I had lived with it for so long and because it affected me in such a profound way as a young person, I held that subconscious belief that I had acneic skin, that I was a girl that had acne and I had bad skin. And so because of those beliefs that I had about myself, I wasn't able to see myself clearly. I wasn't able to see the reality of the situation. There was a total disconnect. And this really plays into the work that I do with my clients in terms of subconscious reprogramming. So I was thinking about that story for myself and thinking about like how often it's necessary for us to check in with the stories that we tell ourselves, this thing that we have on a continuous loop, the beliefs that we hold about ourselves subconsciously that ultimately create our programming and they create the reality of our lives because what you believe subconsciously, what you hold at the subconscious level, your beliefs, your patterns, your programming, your conditioning, that's what's going to determine the quality of your life, the way that your life looks, the way that you approach life. All of that. And so it really is so important and so necessary to take the time to check in and ask ourselves what am I telling myself? What am I continuing to tell myself? What do I believe about myself that number one is not true anymore? Number two, that might potentially be very limiting. Right, that's where limit that term limiting self beliefs comes from. So, what's not, what's no longer true? What are what are we telling ourselves that's not accurate? What are we telling ourselves that is limiting us from reaching our our, our highest potential, being in our fullest expression, really living and experiencing a life of ease and joy? And then also, what are you? Hold, what beliefs are you holding about yourself that are actually accurate and helpful? So, you know, it's not always bad, obviously. Like, we have subconscious beliefs, and some of them are limiting. Some of them are very unhelpful. And many of them are incredibly supportive and helpful. So it's just a good idea to check in and take stock, because we want to make sure that whatever... First of all, we want to make sure that... What's happening in our lives is also reflected in the beliefs that we hold about ourselves. So, for example, a lot of times what I see with subconscious patterns is that someone can come to me and say, like, I'm having a lot of anxiety about my finances. Like, I'm just really afraid that I'm, I'm going to go broke and I have this crazy fear that I'm going to end up homeless. Sounds extreme, but we all have fears. It's part of being human. So then my question to the person is, well, what is actually accurate? What's the reality of the situation? Like we need to make sure that we're getting your subconscious beliefs on board with the reality of the situation. And so this actually did come up in a session and the client said to me, well, I'm fine. My I'm financially I'm fine, financially I'm supported, I'm not gonna go broke, and I'm definitely never going to be homeless. So we needed to make sure that she held those beliefs that support her to relieve that anxiety within her subconscious because she had that fear, but that fear was irrational and it wasn't accurate. So That's one way in which we rewrite the story. We rewrite the narrative. So she came to me with these fears of, you know, losing her home or going completely broke. And what we did is we looked at the reality of the situation and said, well, what is the actual truth? And let's make sure that you're holding that truth within your subconscious. So we did that. And there, did, there was a shift that needed to happen so that she could see clearly, not just through her conscious mind, but through the lens of her subconscious beliefs, which runs the show. Your subconscious mind runs the show 95 to 99% of the time. So we were able to create healthy subconscious beliefs that allowed her to see the reality of what's really happening in her life. So this is quite common that because of our subconscious beliefs because of trauma from the past or maybe even just societal conditioning or conditioning that we grew up with a lot of times things are happening right in front of us but we can't even see it because we're not programmed to be able to see it clearly or to receive it you know it's like when someone says like You know, I was looking for the love of my life. I was looking for this great love. And what I didn't realize all along is that it was right in front of me. Now, I know that sounds very like rom-commy and whatever, but that does happen. And in fact, that has happened to me on maybe like a lesser scale on a less dramatic scale. But that has happened to me in my life where I realized that, you know, I have had a hard time really truly receiving the love The support that was right in front of me, that people were giving to me because I had blocks around it subconsciously. There was a period about two years ago where I did a lot of work around my capacity to be able to receive love and support, to know that I was worthy of it, to know that I deserved it. And a big part of that was because I had such a supportive, loving marriage and was married to an incredible, incredible man who loved me unconditionally. We had a great life together. And I decided to leave the marriage. Um, and it was just my soul calling me in another direction. And it felt like I wasn't choosing it. It just felt like it happened to me. It felt much, much bigger than me. But I had a lot of guilt. I had a lot of guilt about leaving my marriage, about leaving that relationship that was very safe. It was very secure. I had all the support and love and help that I needed. And then I chose, actively chose to leave that. And I think that because I chose to leave that, I believed, I had this belief about myself that, well, I had that. I had all that love and support. I had everything really in terms of you know, physical needs and even love. I had all of that. Um, I had shelter. I had more than shelter. I had an incredible life. But because I chose to leave it, that meant that I had to go out and do everything on my own, that I didn't deserve help, that I didn't deserve support, and that I shouldn't be a burden to the people in my life. So that was very sticky for me. It was very sticky and actually a very painful thing for me to go through once I realized that, oh, I have a really hard time accepting help. And because this is what I do, I knew that there was subconscious work that needed to be done and needed to be addressed. And so I did address it. But What I found was that once I started to work on my capacity, and when we talk about capacity in terms of subconscious work, your capacity is like your ability to hold something, your ability to receive something. So say that you are calling in an incredible relationship. I know I always talk about relationships, but um, I love talking about relationships. I love everything relationship-related. Um, so say that you are calling in an incredible relationship or you could you could relate this to money. Say that you are wanting to make a lot more money in your business or you want a raise or whatever it is, um, or maybe it's support. Maybe it's love and support. Whatever it is, whatever that thing is that you're trying to call into your life, if you don't have the capacity to receive it and then hold it, you're you're going to sabotage it. Either you're going to sabotage it or it's not going to come in because it doesn't have any place to land. So think of capacity like a cup. Think of um, when you have a lot of limiting self-beliefs around your capacity to receive love, to receive support, to have a lot of money, to make a lot of money, to um, call in that amazing relationship, to have that amazing relationship. If you don't believe that you deserve these things, if you don't believe that you are worthy of them, your capacity to receive them and have them is going to be very small. So think of that capacity as like a little measuring cup, okay? But the thing you're trying to call in takes up the space of like a big bucket full. So that thing, you're calling it in and say it comes into your life, you know, the, the amazing relationship or the raise or the influx of money in your business, or the love and the help and the support. And it comes into your life, but if your capacity to hold it is really small, think of that thing coming in, in that big bucket, and you're you're pouring the bucket's worth of the manifestation into a tiny little measuring cup. You're going to receive it a little bit, but the rest is going to spill over and basically be lost on you. And so... That's why we have to increase our capacity. And when we increase our capacity to receive, to receive, um, to have, knowing that we're worthy and deserving of everything that we want, and there are many layers to this, it can be very nuanced. It is very nuanced. But as we increase our capacity for it, When these things start to come into our lives, we're actually able to hold them. And not only are we able to hold them, to receive them, to have them, but we're able to see them. We're able to recognize like, oh, this is love. This is unconditional love. This is support. This feels amazing. You're able to actually see it when it's right in front of you because you've taken down those blinders. You have cleared out those limiting self-beliefs that really act as a repellent when you have all these limiting self-beliefs around worthiness deservingness or maybe that it's um is deservingness even a word deserving um when you, you know the thing about capacity too is it has a lot to do with safety is it safe for me to be loved. Maybe you subconsciously hold a belief that it's not safe to be loved because you were loved in the past and that person really broke your heart, or it could have been, you know, a trauma from when you were a child that you didn't have the kind of love that you wanted or that love came with a price when you were a child. So in that case, there's a, a lot of times there's this theme of safety. Is it safe for me to make a lot of money? Sometimes people will believe that it's not safe for them to make a lot of money because if they make a lot of money, people might judge them. And if people judge them, then they're going to abandon them and then they're no longer going to have friends and family who love them and they're going to be alone. It sounds extreme, but this is very, very common and I can speak from my own experience that I've had to do a lot of work around this. So going back to rewriting our story and creating a new narrative that really reflects the reality of not only of what's happening in your life, but also the reality of who you are and also what you're trying to call in. So we work on rewriting the story and creating a healthy narrative through subconscious work. And it doesn't always have to take subconscious work, right? Like think about the example of me going to that esthetician and she was like, girl, you need to rewrite your story. And I was like, oh, you're right, I do. And then, you know, I did. I was like, oh yeah, I have great skin. Like I can stop, I can stop thinking about myself as having acne when I haven't had a pimple in years, right? So that was just a change in perspective. That was just a a shift in mindset. But a shift in mindset is not always the answer and it's not always the easiest because a lot of times these subconscious beliefs are very very deep and they're very sticky and they can be there's a lot of resistance to shifting them because that's what we're so used to because the the subconscious loves anything that's familiar even if it's not serving us even if it's not productive if it's familiar the subconscious is going to go for that and so that's why we need Um, you know, a process like Psych K or the subconscious um, healing that I do intuitively to be able to create shifts at the subconscious level so that you can really start to clear the resistance to believing the thing that's actually going to help you. That's what we do with subconscious work is we are removing the resistance to the healthy, helpful belief. We're removing the resistance to believing that you're worthy Of unconditional love. We're removing the resistance to believing that you are worthy and deserving of that raise that you want in your job. We're just removing the resistance so that when it comes in, you're not going to push it away. You're not going to repel it. So I have this other actually really great example that came from a client, and it's um, a win that she shared with me and also gave me permission to to share. Um, So she works in a very competitive industry and recently was feeling really discouraged because she shows up in a very authentic way. And she's in an industry that doesn't always value authenticity. Um, Sometimes it's just about who you know and how you can get ahead and that kind of thing. And she just doesn't operate in that way. So she was feeling really frustrated and very resentful about the way that things were playing out. And she felt like there's just no place for me in my industry. And there's no place for me to be authentic. And that if I'm authentic, I'm not going to be able to be as successful as I want to be. And she was comparing herself to others and feeling like all these other people are so lucky but she's not and that she is not seen and recognized for her gifts and for her authenticity in her industry and by the people who know her within the industry so we really really dug into this And um, this is work that she's very, very dedicated to doing the subconscious work. And so, you know, she was really game and really wanted to shift it. So we really dug into this and, and did subconscious work around her knowing and believing that she is a lucky girl, that she is seen and recognized within her industry, and that when she is authentic... She is successful. When she is authentic, she is seen and recognized for her gifts and that there is a place for her in her industry because these were all things that when we went in and tested these beliefs, they all were weak. She, these, were, these were not beliefs that she held subconsciously. She believed the opposite of all of them, which was you know quite obvious because that's what was coming up. Those were the triggers that were coming up through, um, the conversation, right? Like this thing, this stuff was happening for her. She was bumping up against things. Her industry was showing her a certain thing, or she was just getting triggered around this stuff. And this is what she brought to the session. And so this is what we worked on. So we always work with our triggers. Triggers are amazing. Our triggers come up, our shadow comes up to serve us, to really give us an opportunity to grow and to shift and to expand and to heal and to make things so much easier for ourselves. So we created these shifts, and I kid you not, within I think it was 12 hours, she got a a, a text message from someone in her industry that said, so proud of you and thank you for everything. You deserve all the support and recognition in the world. Someone sent this to her. Someone from her industry sent this message to her after she did this big event. And it's exactly what we worked on in session. Because she believed that she deserved it um, and that she was worthy of that recognition within her industry. It showed up for her in her life. The subconscious is always looking to be proven right. So this is why we want to really make sure that the stories that we're telling ourselves that come from our subconscious beliefs are accurate and that they reflect our highest vision for ourselves, and what it is that we really want in life, knowing that we deserve it, and that we are worthy of it all, and that it is safe for us to have it. It is so important. So we really work on these themes, safety, worthiness, deserving, and then allowing, allowing ourselves to To be wealthy, allowing ourselves to be recognized, allowing ourselves to be happy, to be joyful, um, to be rich, right? Like that it's okay. So the other thing that shifted with her was that she started saying in conversation with other people and with me, Oh, I'm so lucky. I'm such a lucky girl. And she didn't even really realize it. But that is something that she hadn't believed about herself before that session, that she was lucky. And then she made that shift in her subconscious to believe that I am a lucky girl. And then that's what she started to say to herself without even really knowing it because that was coming from her subconscious. So it's just an example of how powerful the subconscious is and that really everything in our lives is really determined by what we hold and believe in our subconscious minds because our subconscious that's the program that we run that's our that's our operating system and so we want to make sure that we are checking in and rewriting our stories and creating narratives for ourselves that are really healthy and not just healthy but allowing ourselves to play big and to dream big and to go for what it is that we want, because there really are no limitations. The only limitations that we have are the limitations that we place on ourselves. And then, you know, there's always that limitation of being in the right time at the right place. And then also is our soul's path on board with um, what our ego wants and what our conscious desires are. There's always that, too. But we at least want to do what we can, what's within our control to set the stage, to create the foundation for that life that you really want so that you can feel safe, you can feel supported, you can feel secure, you can feel worthy and deserving and empowered and free and liberated, all of these things. So before I sign off for today, I want to leave you with one of my favorite quotes from Marianne Williamson. And hopefully this will help you to rewrite your own story and your own narrative with more courage. She says, "'Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. our presence automatically liberates others. And this is from A Return to Love, Reflections on the Principles of a Course in Miracles. It's a great book. I highly recommend it. So you are meant to shine. You are meant to be in the fullest expression of yourself. That's what it means to be intuitively vibrant, knowing that, embodying that from the inside out and This is where we start. We start from the inside out with the story that we tell ourselves, that narrative that we have on a loop. We want to make sure that if that's what we're living with day in and day out, that it's supportive, that it's loving, that it's healthy, that it really reflects our highest vision for ourselves. And we do that through subconscious work. We do that through meditation. We do that through connecting deeply with ourselves and really believing in ourselves. So thank you. Thank you all for being here. And until next time, I am sending you all so much love.